is part of our podcast series honoring Women's History Month. We are now spotlighting the women of our companies, O'Neill and Associates and Seven Letter. I'm joined today by my fellow working moms at O'Neill and Associates and Seven Letter, Lindsay Toghill, Jennifer Crouchen, Nairi Norwegian, and Christine Duff. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me. Hello, Hello Kaya. Hello, good morning. <laughs> so nice to be with you all. Nice to be with you, too. Miss you. So it's Women's History Month, um, and as part of our ongoing series, we really did want to stop and just talk the issues, the plights, the challenges, the joys, maybe, of being a working mom. Uh, obviously, the COVID pandemic has changed that dynamic a little bit, but it has always been a struggle. Um, riddled with some challenges that are different than perhaps others in the workplace. But the last year has been particularly difficult for working parents, uh, but in many of those instances, more specifically working moms. And it's really only exacerbated and put a spotlight on the struggle that working moms have faced for a long time. We're a year into this now. Uh, what has the struggle or the search for balance been for all of you? I'll say, this is Lindsay, I will say, um, and I'll be very quick, that I think part of the struggle of being a working mom and finding balance in a pandemic is also the balance of not just working and being a mom, but all the other things that have come with it. The, you know, So for those of us whose partners are outside the home during the day, it's also now regressing to... Uh, household chores, taking care of laundry, making sure dinner gets on the table, making sure your kid's mental health stays sane, and actually also trying to get your job done. And those mm -hmm. things were always present in the past, but I feel like they've become even more so in the last year of the pandemic. And keep our own mental health and sanity, which is, I mean, quite honestly, <laughs> How does that if, you happen? Make, if you want to make sure that the family's mental health and sanity is uh, on track it really does start with mom in a lot of a lot of ways if mom's breaking down and, and not keeping herself together uh, chances are all the other balls are getting dropped right and that's no discrimination or hatred against partners and 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 husbands and dads because they're doing a lot too but you know i spoke with ali donnelly last week and she talked a lot and she said look we're all getting killed she's like but no one has it worse than mom hmm. because mom is the go-to like it's walk right past dad and go straight to mom and um and that hasn't changed I, I think to echo what you're you're saying cayenne and i will definitely keep it pg but um the pandemic has put a spotlight on all of that and for me probably to address my own mental health and the realities, it has forced me to kind of give up the perfectionism and that everything's going to work out. Everything's going to fit in the schedule. Everything's going to get done. The kids are going to be happy. We're going to have a happy meal. I think I've had to say it's good enough on a lot of things. It's good enough that we just do laundry once a week. It's good enough that we have a home cooked meal six nights a week. And sometimes we just grab McDonald's to make it easy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and sometimes I also feel like the pandemic has given me the opportunity to say to colleagues, 
some who have no children, some who have children who are older, my kids are two and five, that that's not going to work for me. I'm going to need more time to complete that, or I'm going to get that to you overnight and just be very clear on my schedule and my uh, ability to meet their expectations. The work gets done. I would say the things that I'm able to multitask and do while on a conference call when necessary are incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nobody knows that. I think we all said on the the call on the uh, before the podcast started that we could all use a wife really at this point to make all those things run because sometimes when I leave my office my office closet and uh, go downstairs there's a whole other you know slew of chores and work that needs to get done that just has been ignored all day and whatever we can accomplish is great uh-huh. whatever can be left for tomorrow is fine the kids are all right. That's a very uh, interesting thing you have there, your closet um, office, because my office I have set up right in the middle of my kitchen, which is like the heart of the home. (laughs) And it's a place where I feel like I need to be. And, you know, this is all very new to me, um, becoming a mom in the middle of the pandemic. Um, My little baby is eight months old today. Um, And yeah, it's it's very um, it's great that I'm home with him and I don't take that for granted one bit. But, you know, finding that balance and feeling sufficient in all the areas of, you know, feeling sufficient with work, feeling sufficient as a mom and um, in all of those household chores, too, because um, my husband is also outside of the home during the day. So it's it's been challenging. But, you know, at the end, in, in the middle of the day, at the end of the day, you look you look at your little guy and you just he just brings so much joy to you. So it's hard to it's hard to. Um, you know, feel the the challenges even more. Yeah. Yeah. And Christine, your boys are a bit older for the most part. So you're having challenges with a lot more schooling to like contend with and assist with. Um, I think in a in a way that's different than those of us where our kids are a little bit younger. How has that, how has that been? Because I mean, I, these kids are now sufficient on getting on Zoom and doing everything else, but supporting uh, kids as they're learning, I think, harder concepts and things in school has a whole different set of challenges. Yeah, I have this running joke with my neighbors. I figured out this two-mile walking loop in my neighborhood, and I basically walk that two-mile loop at least once a day and sometimes more than that. Um, and our joke is that over the course of the year, that loop is going to turn into a gully because I've walked the same path over and over and over again many, many times just to take a few moments to just kind of breathe and think and get perspective. Um, my kids are, um, I, I say always that I'm almost raising two different generations because I have two high schoolers, I'm a senior and a sophomore, and then I have a 10 year old. And the needs are very different and the, you know, worries that they have are very different and um, their priorities are very different. Um, And it's been interesting to see how that plays out with all of us under the same roof and having to figure out online learning and all that. Um, The tack that I've had to take is to just be very um, measured and um, scheduled in the way that I just try to spend time with each child every single day. Um, And it usually ends up happening in the evening um, around bedtime. Um, I found that with my youngest, the mental health stuff in terms of not feeling isolated and 
wanting to be a kid and, you know, wanting to be able to go out and play tackle football with your friends is, you know, a really, you know, understandably big concern of his. He's used to having that freedom to run out and just play with the neighbors and everyone in, in his own way. Um, and so just spending 30 minutes with him every night, just being there and reminding him he's not alone and things are going to get better and how to persevere through has been really important. For the older kids, the needs are different. My senior, you know, is facing the whole college application process at a time when higher ed is just completely in flux and we don't know what's going to happen. So it's trying to teach resilience that way and to remind ourselves that life is long and that there are different paths and that, you know, we just kind of have to take things day by day and see how things pan out. Um, And then my sophomore, who's in the middle of it, Um, you know, for him, it's just, you know, meeting the understandable challenges that schools have right now about learning and being consistent with stuff like that and providing him with the supports he needs to kind of accomplish his, his studies and, and get through it. Um, and as a mom, what it's taught me is just to really try to be creative in any solution, but then to also just step back and remind my kids it's, you know, it's like what you guys are saying, things are not going to be perfect. We have to learn how to let go. We have to learn how to just take things as they come and remind ourselves we're smart. We're lucky. Um, we have our health, thank God. And that's, what's important. Yeah. So a recent poll developed by the Barbara Lee Foundation and the Women in Politics Institute at American University found that 78% of women agree that the, quote, old model of going to an office from nine to five is outdated and needs to change. What is everyone's thoughts? And can we, not even we, this small group, but can we as working moms, working parents, go back now that we have been forced to almost move forward, so to speak. How do we go back? Can we? I don't think we can. I don't want to go back. I'm not going to lie. Sorry to anybody who wants to go completely back to life as normal. One thing that I've loved about this situation is that it has forced us to rethink things Uh in terms of our support structures. It's also forced us to think things, rethink things about flexibility and what it means to get a job done, Mm -hmm. to do it remotely from your home or from a different state, or in some cases, a different country. Do you get your job done? How do we make that work? And how can we move forward in a way that works better for people and for business? It's not just Mm -hmm. one. I don't want to go back to the way it was. Honestly, I'm sorry. No, I I agree. And I think that a lot of, um, you know, the technology and things that were needed were put into place over the last year, you know, across the world in order to to help everybody get through this, um, you know, particularly from the business standpoint, but um, but all of those tools have proven that we are capable of, of doing it and, you know, keeping things going. So I absolutely agree that I don't, you know, I don't see it going back to that old, the old, that old norm of nine to five. I, I see it moving Every forward with a lot, a lot of flexibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, I miss being in the office Sometimes I miss seeing all of you. I miss commiserating with all of you. Um, <laughs> I miss collaborating in a way that doesn't get done on yeah. video. And, and yeah. I think that's missing. But I also have realized it is 
brought to bear for me personally, sort of so much more of what kind of mother I also want to be. I love that I'm now here when my son gets home from school. Um, I was not cooking him dinner every day before. I wasn't getting home until 630 at night. So mm-hmm. he eating with my mother-in-law. Um, I am now responsible for feeding my son most of his meals. And while that's an additional burden, it's also like, okay, this is nice. This is nice to be yeah. uh, playing a more active role. I'm not farming out school pickups, school drop-offs, mm-hmm. practices, sports. You know, I'm I'm present. Mm-hmm. And that has been so incredibly valuable in terms of the silver lining of this last year. I think for everyone is quality time until quality time becomes too much time. Um, <laughs> but it has reemphasized that number one, I want to do both. Like I want to be a good employee and a good colleague, but I also really want to be a good mother and it's possible. And it feels more possible now because of the flexibility that we've all been forced to adopt. Mm-hmm. And arguably, you are a good mother and a better employee because of that. <laughs> and I do think pre-pandemic, we really wanted to go here, right? We all really wanted flexibility. And it's not, I'm not just saying O'Neill and Associates, I'm saying mothers and working parents and families in general wanted that flexibility. I think that it really took this pandemic to force businesses to do something that they wouldn't otherwise have voluntarily tried to do because Mm -hmm. it was scary. It seemed like a massive undertaking. Honestly, it seemed impossible. And there was a lot of questions and doubts that it would work. I think if you talk to a lot of people who own businesses and run major corporations and companies, they have been thrilled with the results of how adaptable their employees have been, how Mm -hmm. the technology has made the connectivity as great as possible. And that I think because of that, new and up and coming mothers and parents will not have to face the nine to five, the panic run to some station to get the train, to hope it doesn't break down, to get to daycare before it closes, you know, and that's a big deal. That was like a breaking point. That was really hard. That was really a struggle. You knew it was only going to be for a few years, but you know, that kind of, um, lifestyle I really hope is um, over thanks to the pandemic if there's one thing that can be positive it could be the fact that this has totally changed the way we will work forever mm-hmm. yeah. oh my god I do not miss the standing in the hallway with your bag and your coat on and someone stops to talk to you and they're like just one thing you're like I literally have eight seconds to leave the building or I miss my train and I won't get home for two hours <laughs> that, that panic oh it's the worst uh-huh. um, I always so- I always wondered before before the pandemic how am I going to do it what is it going to be like? What are my plans going to be? And and then it worked itself out in a very strange way. <laughs> it does. It's one, you know, it's one of those, it's like, it works out because it has to. Right? Yeah. There's, there's no, I think. Um, but so we've all sort of said, this wasn't all bad. There's been silver linings. There has been good that has come out of this. Um, but just real quick, I guess, around the room, so to speak, who or what has made all of this easier during your time as a working mom? And not just amidst COVID, but in general. Honestly, I I honestly think that what has made it easier is the way moms have banded together. It's all of you. And I don't mean that, you know, in a daily sense, I mean, 
we've become very open about the challenges of being a working parent, the challenges of trying to balance a job that we love. And it's not just a job that you go to because they pay you. I, I really love working. If anything, this pandemic has reinforced that I never want to be a full-time stay-at-home mom. <laughs> Kudos to all the moms who are, but it's not for me. But I think, you know, being honest and asking for help and leaning on your friends and leaning on your coworkers, like all of you who are also my friends, it, it's, it's made the whole thing easier, honestly. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, I, I think, think for me, what's, um, what's been amazing is seeing how my kids respond. Um, since my kids are older, I kind of see the impact. Um, I actually, before joining O'Neill and Associates, um, spent a number of years um, earlier in my career um, as a freelancer working from home for a while. And, you know, now coming back into the house and working alongside the kids, you, you see the benefits. You know, the thing I think your kids will learn from you is you are role modeling how to be a good employee. You're role modeling how to work and you're role modeling how to balance your work with your life. And your kids absorb that and they, they learn from it. Uh, and I, I think that there's an enormous benefit of that, teaching our kids, you know, what it means to really live, you know? Um, I think what's made it easier for me in the pandemic is, again, before the pandemic, I don't think I really factored in with my coworkers, my children, and my mom and role and my other roles. And so being perfectly honest that if you call me after a certain hour, my kids are going to be in the background. I will do my best to, you know, mitigate that and remove myself from the situation, but it's just the reality. And so people have become very accepting Uh of it because they too had that going on. Um, And I will say the most valuable asset I have are my mom and my (laughs) mother-in-law. They are my pinch hitters. So if I had the kids home, they are, you know, coming down to give me a few hours, which I know they enjoy. And thankfully both knock on wood have been vaccinated. And, you know, we're thrilled to have that um, opportunity for our kids to spend more time with them. But they're my pinch hitters. My mom's 20 minutes away. If I have a fundraiser or an event that's happening later or some work that I just need to get done, she's able to kind of come down and, and swoop in. And like I said, she's my, my pinch hitter. I mean, my husband is here. My husband is home working, but he has, you know, he's seven to seven basically at his desk working. So she's really the go-to for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, um, one of the things, one of the things would be I go for a daily walk with Christian because I need to. It's that fresh air that Christine was talking about. Um, so I make sure we get that in every day. Um, and then in terms of, of the who or the people, you know, I I do give a lot of credit to my husband because when he comes home, Christian is so excited to see him and he is so excited to see Christian and they kind of just take it away. And it gives me a little break to kind of catch up on on things that I need to throughout the, from from the day. Um, and, and also get get things ready for the next for the next day or the, or the rest of the evening. So, um, you know, and, and families nearby always in a if you're in a pinch and need need something. But um, I'd say those are the, my two key things. Yeah, I think the village of of health of you know village comes in all shapes and sizes, mm-hmm. whether it's family, whether it's friends who are like family. You know, the people that you can call in a moment's notice. Um, at, 
just make a world of difference. And also, you know, to echo what Lindsay said, I think um, all of you and, and having friends and colleagues who are in a same position, it, it helps you not feel number one, like so alone or out on this like limb by yourself. Um, it also makes it easier to push conversations and normalize some of the struggle, uh, whether it's a, you know, venting session um, when it's necessary, which is sometimes very necessary, or just the fact of it, you're not the only one saying like, oh, I can't do that because I have to drop off my kid or pick up my kid. Um, you know, that sort of solidarity, so to speak, like it's a, it's a club, whether or not we realize it or not, it's, you know, it's invaluable. Totally. Agree. You know, as a, as a textual thing, contextual thing, I guess I should say, Nairi, I was saying yeah. to Cayenne the other day that when we went out on the pandemic last year in March, you were still pregnant. Mm -hmm. And by the time we come back to our offices for whatever normal life there is, it will be a toddler. I know. I know it's it's really unbelievable I, never in a million years would I have expected or, or thought this would ever happen much like every every one of us but still it's it's such a weird such a weird thing yeah I mean it's amazing time you've gotten though so it's like uh, yeah, very lucky yeah. I mean mm -hmm. what a struggle but also what a gift right and for absolutely all yeah Talk to yeah. me on a good day, and I'm like, I love all this time. Talk to me on a bad day, and I'm like, it's too much time. Yeah. <laughs> and some changes by the hour. Both of those. Yeah. So we are all so fortunate to have each other, though. Yeah. Guys, you ladies are the greatest. Well, I have coffee, but cheers to all of you and all of us and working moms and, you know, just getting it done. Happy Women's History Month. Happy Women's Month. Happy 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 Month.